This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. From Yahoo Sportsbook. On the Roman guest line, our guy Mark Drumheller. Mark, how you doing on this Friday evening? This fine, fine Friday. Fabulous Friday. Doing fantastic, man. It's it's beautiful weather here in Philadelphia. You know, we I got money in the account. We got plenty of action to put it to work on. So all right, well, good. Let's start right there then. What are we what are we betting tonight? Are we betting some USFL? We got a game starting in 36 minutes between the Maulers and the Generals. Total of 40 and a half. We got the Maulers on the money line plus 320, nine and a half point spread. A bunch of Major League Baseball. What are you betting tonight? Yeah, so I am on the USFL game, yeah. as you can imagine. Um, not my biggest play of the weekend, but we are taking New Jersey. We are laying the points there against the Maulers. Uh, Pittsburgh is just a team. Their coach, Kirby Wilson, is kind of a, you know, they call him the Mad King. He's just, like, out of control. He's always cutting everybody and trying to run the ball and just real archaic offense. So not a team that you can back right now. So, you know, Jersey getting ready for the postseason. Um, So I like them laying the points in that one for sure. Mark, are you betting anything in the game tonight between the Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning? Because we've been trying to get a a hold on Stanley Cup betting, and it has not treated us well. Especially me. I don't think I've won a bet in a year. It's been rough. I want to say we're riding with the under uh, as a show tonight, I think. You know I'm always taking the first period under one and a half goals, even if it's losing me money at this current week in the – in the uh, the shtick. But what do you have tonight, if anything? Yeah, I went back on the Rangers, to be honest with you. I, you know, it's, it's a team that has given me a lot of luck throughout the playoffs. And, you know, I know a lot of people are like, hey, they surprised in game one. They can't do it again in game two, right? But maybe they can, right? You know, we know Tampa Bay has, you know, the history of being able to perform in the playoffs well, obviously, uh, defending champions. But I think the Rangers, they, they seem like a team with a ton of confidence right now. Could be a team of destiny. Um, and, you know, getting plus money with them, plus 110, uh, I went with the Rangers. So, But I do like the under. I think both goalies in this series are really going to steal the show, and it's going to come down to actually, you know, who can put the puck in the net the most. Um, and, you know, a couple goals is all you need in this series. So I like the Rangers, though. Maybe they can keep the momentum going. Uh, Mark, last night it looked like the Warriors were going to do what they always do, take that game over in the third quarter, blow out Boston, and then in the fourth quarter, Boston goes unconscious from three-point land. They didn't miss a shot, it seemed. And they end up winning that game. What do you do in game two? Boston, a four and a half point dog. The total is 215 and a half. Boston on the money line, plus 145. Golden State, minus 175. It seems so easy just to run to the book 
jump on your mobile app and just bet the Warriors because you keep saying, no way they're going down 0-2 at home. But I don't know, man. Boston is uh, is tough. What are you doing in game two, if anything? Yeah, same thing we talked about, right, with just in hockey with, you know, the Rangers and, and Tampa Bay. It's like, well, Tampa can't lose twice, you know, and it's are we sure. And it's the same thing here. Like what I saw in the fourth quarter was, you know, the chess match is on, right? You know, Boston rolls out their death lineup. They went small, right? They, you know, with Derek White and Horford on the floor. And, you know, does Golden State have an answer for that? And, you know, that's what we're going to find out. But, I, you know, I have a future on Boston. So, you know, to win the title at like 375. So I'm not going to bet game two. I'm not going to take them. But if I did, they would be the side. I mean, I can't play um, Golden State at this point after what I saw in that fourth quarter. We just saw the adjustments by Ime, and I don't know if Kerr and Golden State's going to be able to bounce back. I heard you guys talking earlier about how Golden State handled the loss, and I agree with you 100%. It seems like from a player's perspective, they're just going to go with thoughts and prayers. Like They're just like, hey, we hope they yeah. don't make their shots again, and we're going to do the same thing, and I don't know if that's the solution. I think Kerr has to do something, but there are big challenges when you they're playing a team like Boston who is just so deep, and you know, you they have five shooters on the floor. And one of the things that I thought really struck me by surprise was the dribble penetration that guys like Smart and guys like White, not Tatum and Brown, those guys were able to get into the paint and kick out. And Tatum and, and Brown weren't hitting their shots, but that's not going to happen all series. So if anybody can get to the paint and, and create offense for Boston, then Golden State's going to have a real tough time in the series. What do you think about the attitude of Golden State after that game? Just kind of acting like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Boston's kind of they, they won't shoot like that like that any anymore in the series. Like, what what do you think about their mentality? Well, on one side, I kind of respect them. They're a team that's been here before a ton of times, and they have a ton of success. But other than that, I'm like, at least show a little respect for what happened. I mean, you were demolishing them. It felt like, but you were never that far away, and they came back and stole Game One on your home floor. Yeah, I think it tells me that they're, they they know they're in a world of hurt. Like, I think they think they're in trouble. And I think it's kind of like a little bit of false bravado, like, guys, let's not get down. But they know this game, too. Like, if they lose this game, too, they might as well not even go to Boston. Like, they're not going to win the series going down 2-0 at home. So, it's a huge game. And that's the thing is, is for them to have the perspective of, well, we just got to keep playing our game and, you know, we have to finish the job. Um, I, I think is is very short sighted. You know, Boston won points in the paint, thirty four to twenty eight. And you know, and if you look at how Golden State has played throughout the postseason, right? They had a lot of problems with Memphis, even without John Morant, with their length and their athleticism, right? And Boston has the wings to kind of give them trouble there. They have the physicality; they can kind of slow down what they do off ball. Um, I just think it's a bad matchup for Golden State. And like I said, I had the Celtics future. So I was concerned. I had thought Golden State was going to win game one. And my biggest challenge was, was, you know, is Boston going to have enough in the tank to win four out of six to actually win the series after dropping game one? But now the, the Celtics have won game one. I think Golden State is in a, a lot of trouble in this series going forward. Uh, you know, not to say that they can't make adjustments and come back and, and make it a series, but it's going to have to start in game two. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
Uh, Mark, I know you've missed the better of the number on both of these guys, but I'm looking at the NBA Finals uh, MVP market right now, and Steph Curry uh, was the favorite. Now it's Jason Tatum, plus 140, even though Tatum, 12 points, 3 of 17 shooting, just five rebounds in game one. Jalen Brown was 10 to 1. Now he's 5 to 1. What are your thoughts on maybe taking a shot with somebody like Jalen Brown? Or how about this one? Because we talk about the narrative for Steph Curry. Like if the Warriors win it, it's probably going to go to him because he's never won it. What do you think about Al Horford still sitting there at 16 to 1, especially after what we saw last night? 26 points, 9 to 12 shooting, was on fire from three. I don't really hate that 16 to 1 if he actually wins a championship. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, right now I have smart 45 to 1. I like that. Um, I know it's a lot, you know, it's 16. But, you know, Jalen Brown is an interesting point. And, you know, I was looking at this today because I'm like, do I want to supplement smart with something? Maybe take a little piece of Horford or Brown or somebody else, um, you know, because I do think Boston has a real good chance to win the series now. And, you know, if we approach it the same way, and I know you guys talk about it a lot on the show, Ken Barkley does a great job, You Better You Bet, where – you know, finding derivative markets to get more value out of it. Like, you know, we leverage series and MVP, but Jalen Brown is seven to one to be the leading scorer in the series. So if you're going to look at taking him at five to one, is it better to just try and get yeah. more value? Because if he's going to be the MVP, you know, the finals, he's probably going to be the leading scorer. Right. And I think that's the best way to approach it. If you're looking to take someone besides Tatum, um, it would probably be either Horford or Brown at this point. I mean, smart, yes, he could get it done, but the number now is, you know, 16 to 1, 15 to 1, kind of in that range. I think there's probably more value on taking a stab with Brown or Horford. Mark, where does your attention turn after the NBA Finals? Because we're kind of starting to get close to the end here, and, and it's it's kind of depressing now yeah. thinking that we're going to have to start, you know, betting more baseball. And, I don't nothing know. But baseball. Nothing but baseball. Like, what do you what do you turn your attention to after this, though? In all seriousness, do you start uh, focusing on maybe some win totals in the NFL or gear up for football? Like, where does your mind go after the finals? Yeah, it's college football win totals came out. Already took a little piece of Alabama, uh, you know, over ten and a half. Um, so they're out. So we're kind of digging through those, you know, and just kind of figuring out our bankrolls as well, right? Like, how much, you know, do we want to allocate towards, you know, the NFL to college? football and then of course from that how much do we want to allocate towards the futures you know because as sports betters we can get a little carried away right we don't want to bet on maybe some of the sports that are going on aren't really our cup of tea you know what we want to you know we feel like you know we're going to be successful wagering in so we get a little taste of football with you know week one lines and, and future bets and that kind of stuff but you have to really kind of figure out a game plan with your bankroll as far as like how much of it do you want to allocate to those markets you know because before you get to the season and then you have, you know, 15 MVP bets and, you know, 14 win total bets and all that stuff. So just kind of like right now I start to kind of pull it together and construct, you know, a game plan, you know, for the up and coming fall. But when we see some good numbers like, you know, Alabama, you know, their win total over, um, you know, I'll, I'll take a stab at it early at this point, but not too, not too heavy right now. Just kind of, you know, getting ready to dive in. What about the NFL? When do you really start diving into the NFL? I mean, we're talking like week one lines right now, but as far as futures and win totals, you know, still we're going through OTAs right now and none of the rosters. I want to see like what some of these rosters look like when we get a little bit closer to week one. But is there anything that you really like right now, whether it's a week one game, a win total or a future? Yeah, not too much. I'll tell you what, uh, as far as the win totals, I will start to zero in and look at those. The week one games, the last week one game I bet was, the Colts and the Chargers and Andrew Luck retired. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Then, right. You know, so yeah. um, I've been a little hesitant there, but, <laughs> you know, I just think that the win, um, the actual win totals, you know, you can start digging in now 
One of the teams that I think, you know, and I would love your guys' opinion on this, is a lot. one of the teams that I think is getting a ton of respect because of what they did in the offseason is the New York Giants. And, you know, the, the you know, common theme seems to be that Brian DeBall is going to come in and he's going to make Daniel Jones a, a good, better quarterback. He's going to give him the Josh Allen treatment. And, you know, they went out and, you know, they did some things in the offseason, had a good draft, and that they're a team that could really – you know, make some moves in the NFC East. But I I have a lot of concerns about the Giants and the ball as a head coach. You know, as a coordinator with Buffalo, they had to take him off the sidelines and put him up in the booth in order for him to be successful. He was not as successful, um, you know, in in the beginning when he was on the sidelines. And as a head coach, I think there's a big difference between being a coordinator and having to be on the sidelines and managing the entire game. And I'm wondering if that's an area that – he's going to struggle in. So that that's a team that I think I'm going to wait and see if the, you know, the market continues to stay strong on the Giants, and then I'll probably play at the other side. Yeah, same here, actually. And I feel like they're like the flashy team now where everybody's like trying to make the case for them. Actually, both teams. I keep hearing people on the mm-hmm. Jets too, man. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know that I could trust either team, to be honest with you. And then that's the thing, like, I, I have to stop doing that. Um, trusting these bad teams. I, I just have to stop betting yeah. on bad teams. Like last year, I did stay away from the Jags, but everybody was trying to make the case for the Jags, remember, to win seven, eight games. Mm-hmm. Now this year, I kind of believe in the Jags, to be honest I with you. I do too. With no Urban Meyer there to ruin anything. Trevor Lawrence looked really good week 18 against the Colts, but I'm not sure about either New York team. Mark, thanks so much, man. Good luck tonight. All right, thanks for having me, guys. That's, that's our guy, yeah, that Mark is. Drumheller, on the Roman guest line. Oh, you got it? I forgot. Go ahead, Ryan. I'm sorry, my no, you brother. Got it. You I didn't got know it. you had the paper. Go ahead. My bad. My that bad. was uh, Mark Drumheller on the Roman guest line. You get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Now to get $15 off your first month, that's GetRoman.com slash BetQL.